SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And it's my pleasure now to welcome the President of Cricket SA, uh, Mr. Chris Nenzani, on the line. President, good evening. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Thank you very much for inviting us. Thank you, Mongameli. We we saw the statement this weekend that CSA welcomes the return to training. I know you've been hard at work over the past few weeks putting measures and documents together. I'm sure you'll be confident that you'll be ready. Uh, we can be ready as far as it is possible. Mm. Remember, we're dealing with a, stra- with a new situation. Nobody has experience of the situation. But uh, we have been working... Uh, as you said, we've been working uh, behind the scenes so that we're looking at scenarios. Uh, all, all, all of that definitely is a what-if situation. So we have our COVID-19 steering committee that has been looking at a number of scenarios uh, to prepare our players to get ready to train, get ready to play as and when it becomes possible. Uh, so the relaxation as far as... Uh, the regulations under lockdown level three allow us at least to start to introduce players into training so that we see how we can progress to a level where we can play a match. Uh, but what is key, Tabiso, is that uh, COVID-19 is not gone. Mm. still a real issue. Therefore, whatever we do, we need to ensure that the health and safety of the players is paramount. Health and safety of the spectators is paramount. Uh, as much as we would want to ensure that uh, we, we open up the sport so that we're able to to offer what the public wants, uh, we need to do that within the strict uh, and uh, regulatory framework that goes along with the with the level where we are now. We, we are happy that uh, there is that opportunity, but we must exercise caution as we roll out all our plans. And uh, in your understanding, President, uh, what does it mean for Amacha cricket, uh, this return to, of contact and non-contact sport? For, for Amacha cricket, it's going to be a, a, a bit uh, not, not, not easy because, remember, you, Amacha cricket is not as regulated as professional cricket. Mm-hmm. So we will depend largely on our affiliates to ensure that uh, we, we, we maintain the necessary health protocols. And also, there, there's not much conduct in, 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 in cricket, but sometimes it does happen. Uh, but we will have to manage all of that in a match situation, a practice situation. Uh, and also, remember there's a very old tradition of practice in cricket, that of shining the ball. Yes, with uh, saliva. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will have to find a different way now because that would be a, a no, a big no, mm. uh, because, it, it, you know, the, the kind of risk that attaches to that. So we'll have to depend largely on, 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 on our structures on the ground. We'll have to do a lot of, of advocacy. But our COVID-19 steering committee is cut across all of, of our platforms. Mm. So And, and uh, we've been sending out a lot of information to our affiliates, but... That may not be sufficient. You have to ensure that it is implemented. 
Yes, and you've also been sending out a lot of information to the media. You've kept us updated as Cricket SA and uh, also Dr. Yeah. Shoaib Manjra also just he took us through the whole process last week of what would uh, be needed if uh, if training does resume. But now, does it give hope then, President, uh, to the that okay play can resume and does it give hope to the tour of the West Indies that it can still go ahead because it hasn't been officially called off yet? It, it, it's going to be... Remember, we're supposed to be in India. We cut short our yes our, our our tour there. We played only one game, which actually was rained off. We made a commitment to India that when we go back again, we play all the games. Uh, we were supposed to be in July, going also to uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, we're supposed to go to the West Indies. Uh, the, the the biggest challenge is with international travel. You you even if you might have a relaxation of your internal or domestic uh, regulation relating to exercise training, but with international travel, you depend on the country that you'll be visiting. Mm-hmm. What what are their own uh, uh, regulations? For instance, it's very common that uh, immediately you land in that particular country, you must go into a quarantine period. So it, it's going to depend on, on a number of uh, uh, variables, especially in the hosting countries, and also if we are allowed from our own country to partake uh, in the national travel. But I'm hopeful that uh, as we engage with our partners, there will be a way, and, and we'll find a way to ensure that uh, these games are played. Would you consider neutral venues? Remember, the, the biggest issue is if we go to uh, to Sri Lanka, we go to India, remember the, they have their own commercial deals linked to the game played in their country. Hmm. Uh, so it, it, it's going to largely depend on them if they wish to shift the games and so on. It's not going to be an easy issue because, let me give you a single example. If you play in India, as India plays in India, and if you take that game and you go and play maybe, let's say, in in New Zealand, the economics are totally different. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a decision that has to be made by the host country. And just on that series um, against India after the proposed tour to the Caribbean, I know it wasn't part of the FTPs. Um, Was that series going to be in India or were they coming here for those T20s? No, no, that is a discussion that we're still having with India. And remember, these these are two different uh, series. Mm. Remember, we were in India in March. Yes. And we cut short our our tour. So we still owe them that tour. Uh, And also we've been talking to them. We're still continuing to be talking to them about them coming uh, in South Africa somewhere in, 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 uh, in August. That those three matches were not part of the FTP, but uh, we found a window where they were also available, and therefore we said, "Okay, can you come over so that uh, we can play these games?" And and uh, we we still, in principle, we still uh, seem to agree in principle, but we need to go into the details and also looking at the environment. Does the environment allow that? Mm-hmm. So we'll have to be creative. So that that one was not part of the FTP program. Yes. Talking about India, President, I know CSA made headlines when the DOC, Graham Smith, backed Saurav Ganguly, but you clarified that a few hours after that statement. Why did you feel the need to, to, to clarify it? 
if it's a tabis or there's something in the media, uh, most of the time things are not reported as they are. Uh, things are reported with a spin. Mm. For instance, Grant Smith is interviewed talking about a number of things, and in his personal capacity, he makes an opinion of what I mean, or, or of what kind of leadership does he see for the ICC. He was totally within his right. He was correct uh, because he was expressing an individual opinion. But it, it gets created. I mean, an impression gets created that he is talking for CSA. Mm. That's why I had to make that correction. Because there's a particular protocol that you follow in these matters. And uh, at that stage, even today, the ICC has not opened any nomination process. The ICC currently is still trying to to agree on the process. And once the process is agreed and then nominations will be opened, then uh, that becomes an independent process managed by the chair of the audit and risk committee of the ICC, and people make nominations. This is how it normally works, Travis. Mm. The, the board of CSA uh, will make a decision to back a particular candidate or to nominate a particular candidate and then give the chairman of the board of CSA, who sits in the board of the ICC, to, to, to drive that mandate and uh, to exercise that mandate. Sometimes the board of CSA might say the chairman is given a, a discretionary mandate. He can use his discretion. That has not yet happened. That is what I was clarifying. Mm. So so you're saying that you don't mind Graham Smith's comments they were in his personal capacity, but you felt, as cricketers say, you had to put, uh, you had to put out your position as the organization. Because the manner in which it was, it was reported, it was as if CSA has taken that particular stance, mm-hmm. and therefore he was articulating a particular posture of CSA, which was not correct. Okay, we've got a voice note here that's come through on 0614104107. For those who've just joined our conversation, we are catching up with the President of Cricket South Africa, Mr. Chris Nenzani. Good evening, Tabisa. Good evening to uh, the President, Chris Nanzani. Uh, is Dave Richardson uh, interested in succeeding Chris Nanzani as the President of Cricket South Africa? Uh, in his talks, uh, Mr. Chris, uh, did you talk to Dave? Uh, is he interested in getting to administration here in South Africa since he is now retired as the CEO of the ICC? My second question is that um, he promised, I think it was around about 2014, and he said that they were, they were looking to play uh, more test matches against the big so why does South Africa play fewer test matches in the FTP? Because I look at the FTP, it's not that sufficient. So are they going to strengthen their uh, you know, um, relationship with the big three nations to make sure that they also play more test matches and there's more content in the FTP? Thank you very much, Tabiso. Thanks for that, Libra. Maybe let's start with the second question, President. Do you need to strengthen relations with the big three? We, 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 we need to strengthen relationships. Uh, with everybody in the ICC fold. Mm. But the big three is important. In fact, the so-called big three, because there's nothing like that. Uh, it is important because it it, it, uh, it improves the bottom line, your revenue streams. If you're playing India, you're playing England, you're playing Australia, you make profit. But if you're playing anybody else, you either lose money, or if you are lucky, you break even. So it is important that you play more games against uh, India, England, and so on. 
but the problem is, uh, if you look at when in England is here, we play, I mean, when we go to them, when they are here, we play four test matches. Mm-hmm. That comes after we have negotiated with them. We, we sealed that deal in Australia in 2014. Uh, India also, we, we, we play uh, three test matches, and uh, if time allows, we can fit in a, a fourth one. But the biggest challenge is, remember, everybody needs to play at home. Because a cricket board or a cricket association makes money when their national team plays at home. Mm-hmm. So you, you, and you also, you don't have a lot of uh, time uh, at your disposal. Because you're working within the cricket season, either in the northern or in the southern hemisphere. So you you can fit in so much or so many matches. Because remember, at the same time, you must play ODI cricket, you must play ICC events, you must play T20 cricket, you must play your domestic cricket as well. So you, you need to find a way to juggle all of these uh, in such a manner that it works for you. Uh, if we have an opportunity to play more against England, against India, against Australia, we'll do so. And uh, we always make sure that... Uh, we give content to our broadcasters. We give content to our to our fans, and and if you you have, you, you would have recall, I mean, uh, notice that uh, sometimes we break a tour, play test matches, and then the team goes away, and mm-hmm. then comes back to play T20 and uh, ODIs because of the international engagement that the teams have. So that. A scenario in terms of trying to play more games so that we can give our spectators quality against the top teams in the world. That that overriding principle is still there. There was also a question about Dave Richardson. I know that CSA had roped him, roped him in to help look at that, to help advise uh, on that domestic cricket restructure. I think the question was, is it somebody that you think can be involved in the structures uh, for going forward? Dave Richardson, is he keen? So I spoke to Dave Richardson. I brought him in. Yes. Uh, because remember, he's been in the ICC for about 17 years. Yes. Quite experienced at an international level. I spoke to him. Remember, he had just retired. And uh, when I spoke to him about a particular role, uh, he said to me, I'm a South African. I want to come in and help, but I, I still feel I need time away from cricket. and uh, But I, I understand the challenge that you're facing now. I'll come in and assist as much as I can, but I still time, I still need time away from cricket. At a certain point in time, I'm sure he's going to decide what he does uh, with the vast knowledge of cricket that he has. Uh, but at this stage, I think we should not uh, put him under a lot of pressure. He's still enjoying his uh, breakaway from the game. I'm, I'm sure he, he needs time to think about what is is going to do next. And then, um, uh, President, how would you describe the state of the organization at the moment or the association at the moment? Uh, we all know what happened over the last few months. Would you say things have stabilized? You, you, you know, uh, so an organization, whether you like it or not, goes through, through a number of challenges. Uh, and... and uh, we are not immune to those. In as much as some of them might have been, uh, how can I put it, could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but but we we are stabilizing the organization uh we're doing a lot of work especially during this uh period of covid covid nineteen we've had a number of meetings more than we would have had normally uh, because we're dealing with a challenge that faces all of us and also you need to to emerge from this challenge as an organization uh with your best foot uh, foot forward. And that's what we're doing. And we're hoping that the organization is uh, stabilizing, preparing to go to the AGM in September so that leadership can be elected, so that the leadership that comes finds an organization that And just on that, I mean, we, we didn't hear from you during that time, President. What do you make of how things played out? Would you say you were disappointed by how they played out in the media or just what came out about what was happening in the organization over the past few months? Let me put it this way, uh, just to give context. Uh, there, there, there's, a, there's a real situation, there's a perceived situation, almost initial and everything. And, and unfortunately, when you look at the real situation, it may not be interesting. But if you look at the perceived situation, it may be interesting, and there may be a lot of people talking about what could have been seen as a perceived situation. We, we, we had challenges uh, that we should have uh, dealt with them differently. Uh, but two things uh, created a lot of uh, dissatisfaction, unhappiness, and we, we, we quite appreciate that because remember the sport of it's not it's not it's not our sport mm. it's a sport for the nation uh, what we do we are given a particular period in history to take care to be the guardians and custodians of the sport not to own it it's not ours uh, there could be things that we could have done differently for instance there was no need for for the organ i would say the organization i'm saying this deliberately uh, because there are certain processes that are unfolding for the organization to revoke the accreditation of certain journalists. That was unnecessary. And uh, when we became aware of it, we immediately said that that thing must be addressed differently and that should be, uh, those accreditations should be restored. That that was not necessary. Uh, The other issue was, remember we, the suspended CEO, suspended senior executives in the organization. And and uh, a particular view was peddled that the suspension was without just cause. And and that was reported uh, in, 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 quite a de- in quite detail. Mm. But the outcomes of the disciplinary processes are pointing to something else. Uh, so which says that there was a real situation which needed to be addressed. Uh, that, that was one of the issues that, was, uh, that came up. And also, there was also a huge issue of what could be seen to be sort of a, an image of a divided organization, mm-hmm. where some amongst ourselves because of their proximity to certain powerful individuals, uh, began to agitate for a particular outcome, calling for the board to go, calling for the president and the vice president to go. Uh, whereas the, the, the majority within our structures was not saying that, was saying something different. Uh, and unfortunately, 
that view of the majority was not uh, sort of put in the, in the public domain. But nonetheless, as an organization, we had a responsibility to right the wrongs that have happened in the organization. And that's what we're busy doing, that's what we've done, and uh, the organization now is becoming uh, stable. Okay, we'll take the last the voice note. We have to let the president go. He's got another commitment. Let's play this one. Tabiso Kumaniye from Mosulpe. I'd just like to ask, ask the president, is there a particular uh, perception that he'd like to debunk about black cricket administrators in this country? I've heard a lot of complaints from ex-Protea players uh, around the running of cricket by uh, black administrators uh, in in south africa okay thanks for that president i'll give you the last word on that so this is a very unfortunate stereotype Mm. in our society and and uh, unfortunately that there are some in our country who occupy very powerful positions who have means and resources who continue to peddle this notion that uh, black administrators once they are in charge the things fall apart and 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 uh, even if nothing falls apart, they expect things to fall apart. They anticipate things that they will fall apart. There's there's, there's no truth in that. Let's say people. Let's not say black administrators. Let's say people sometimes will make mistakes, whether you white or black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when you make those mistakes, then you must be accountable for those mistakes. Otherwise, there's nothing wrong with having black administrators in power. Uh, in in this country, because remember, this is a country that advances transformation, and transformation is not about replacing a white person with a black person. There's a lot of issues that relate to transformation, and transformation is about redress, equity, not equality, about equity, where you affirm the people who had been in a disadvantaged position in the past, and you ensure that as you address those challenges you give them an opportunity to ensure that uh, they get uh, advanced they get uh, supported so that they can excel you will have in this country you will have at any given point in time you cannot ignore an issue that relates to demographic representation transformation at any given level one of the key aspects, uh, so maybe let me make this point, yes, of transformation is to ensure that you talk to a resource development in the areas where black people live so that you are able to ensure that you bring them up to speed and up to power where, where they are advantaged and uh, afflu- I mean, affluent uh, counterparts. For instance, if you live in a township, the chances, or in a rural village, the chances of you playing at the top of uh, the country, I mean cricket in this country, they're minimal. Mm. Because the resources that where you play, for instance, let me make you a, give you a simple example, Tabis. In a rural school, a boy or a girl that plays cricket there might play five matches in a season. Mm-hmm. But in a highly advantaged school, he will play more than 25 games in a season. Can they compete on par for selection at any given point in time? Mm. It's not really possible. Therefore, you need to advance and ensure that the one who comes from that kind of 
disadvantaged background is looked after and given opportunities to be able to compete on, on par and on, on, on a similar level with the one that comes from a very advantaged background. So the issue of uh, race and transformation needs to be addressed. Uh, and and, and uh, I always say this. Transformation has nothing to do with uh, the color of a person, but the opportunities given to that particular person. Yeah. Okay, loud and clear, President. We're going to have to leave it there, but I'm sure we'll, we'll invite you again just for the specific talk because I, I, I can hear that you've got solid views here on this matter. But thank you very much for the time that you've given us uh, tonight. It's good to hear from you, and it's just good to hear your views on cricketing matters, President. Anytime, Toby, so thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much, the Mongameli, uh, President Chris Nenzani of Cricket South Africa. Uh, just uh, taking us through some important matters uh, regarding cricket pre and post uh, COVID-19 and you had his views on transformation there so we're going to set up another period and another date with the president. We had to let him go at half at 7.30 because I think he's got an international conference or a call that he needs to join so we have to leave it there.